0: This episode is sponsored by Vegan, a vegan meal home delivery service that is nutritious and delicious and makes your life easier. Based out in New Jersey, they deliver throughout the Northeast. Check out more details on their website, tryveganmealprep.com. And you can get 25% off your first order with the promo code LITYOGA. So go vegan. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through safer and smarter movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Today is Monday Motivation, And the title is Why Critical Thinking Matters More Now Than Ever. So that's a long title. But basically, like, what is the benefit of critical thinking? And it is super important in this environment we're in globally and nationally, if you live in the United States, it's critical thinking is sometimes thought of like thinking about thinking, like you're just having thoughts and then going over those thoughts. But there are, there's more to it than that. It, it really involves a skill, and that is um, the skill to look in depth at something, to gather facts, it's analysis of facts, really, with, um, with this willingness to gather the facts, look at them, problem solve. This is a big term that we use in physical therapy. And then form some kind of um, judgment or conclusion. So I'll first read you a definition from the good old Cambridge English Dictionary of what is critical thinking. And you could look up different you know, ways it's been defined. But this is the process of thinking carefully about a subject or idea without allowing feelings or opinions to affect you. Wow, that's pretty hard. Because, right, we all we all have opinions. And we have feelings about things. So this is why critical thinking is very valuable. Because it's truly an analysis of information. Not something that's thought to be true or kind of woo-woo or, you know, old wives' tale. It really is information that has some probably analytical value data. Um, it could be, you know, more anecdotal but it has real substance to it. And you you consider it. You consider the information and there is inquiry involved. These are all words that I love and use in my yoga because yoga was when I first started practicing it was i think pretty devoid of critical thinking. It's it was really not i think taught to to apply that like this is how something is done and you do it. Well, that is really devoid of critical thinking because critical thinking, again, is is asking you to um, analyze and observe and interpret and consider all possibilities and then you problem solve. So backing up even before I started teaching yoga, when I was coming into physical therapy school, I, before I went to PT school, I was working as a PT aide. So the year between college and graduate school, I worked to make money and just to get experience too in the in the physical therapy world. And it was amazing because I was working nine to five, uh, super busy clinic, athletes, but there was other, there was also a geriatric population. And post-surgical population so I just saw so much and at that time too the PTAs were doing a lot more probably definitely legally than they would be able to do now but at the time there was such a need for physical therapists that they would give me jobs that a physical physical therapist really should be doing but they didn't have the manpower or woman power and so I did all that and I was really comfortable with the physical therapy world and I remember going to a physical therapy professor at Duke where I wanted to go to school and asking him, like, what are, what are, anything else I need to do? Because this is really where I want to go. And he said, no, just really talk about function. That's a really hot topic word. And, you know, now, of course, in this day and age, you guys listening probably have heard function, functional mobility. And that, that, but I had not really heard of it in that way. So really talk about function and they want to see, you know, you have amazing grades and you did extremely well on the GREs in this logic session. And that's really the only section they're going to look at. They don't really care about math and English, but the logic is important because logic is critical thinking. And as a physical therapist, you need critical thinking because you're going to gather information. Some of it is is more factual like this person has this amount of range emotion of you know and then some of it is you're going to be analyzing things and making some conclusions based on the information you're you're giving and you need to be able to have a critical thinking lens and this keeps you open minded you know you're informed by evidence which is pretty important but there's also this discipline of inquiry where you're open-minded and i'm so grateful that i had that early on in my experience as a physical therapist and in my schooling that everything not not everything's up for question but the importance of looking at many sides of a coin is is crucial because if you just keep doing the same thing over and over it might not be the most effective And that could be in the physical therapy world, but this could also, like I was saying, being in the yoga world, where I started looking at some of the uh, movement patterns that were being taught. And I knew in my mind, especially when I really put on my physical therapy hat, that this is not something most people should be practicing. It's not a sustainable practice, and many people will be injured by the way that the yoga was being taught. And so critical thinking in that regard led me to creating my own method, which, so I'm grateful for that. So let's talk about how all of us can be more critical thinkers in our daily lives. So like, What is the process needed to be a critical thinker? Um, I think first, open mind, right? That is the hardest thing because our ego, our conditioning, our habits have taught us ideas, have taught us ways of doing things. And then all of a sudden, someone, something, some information comes around and there is a question to it. And a really good example for me is the way I ate what, you know, I was omnivorous, I ate meat, I ate pretty much everything my parents gave me. Never really questioned it, which is pretty natural for a young kid. And then at some point, it didn't feel right. Like In my bones, in my cells, it felt disharmonious with how I wanted to be in the world. And that is a person that really, truly cares about animals and therefore can't align with eating animals or subjecting them to imprisonment and just commodification, period. And so that, but that was many steps. It wasn't like I got from that first initial, like something in my gut telling me to being vegan. There was was about a 15 year span. You know, I went vegetarian and then there was long. So critical thinking is the willingness to say, hey, you know, I was told my whole life that dairy is the best food for you. Well, that's total bullshit that's been fed to us. By a, uh, by a huge corporation that's benefiting greatly from that kind of, uh, lack of a word, better word, brainwashing, advertising, it's, it's dollars. So you have to first have a willingness because I remember when I became vegan, I had a few older friends that, you know, like 20, 30 years older who said, but dairy, dairy, how can you give up dairy? That's like the best food for you. You need it for your bones and all that. And of course they thought that every single marketing, advertising, um, scholastic entity had told them that that was this necessary um, food group. So the critical thinking comes like, can you be willing to look at some other evidence that's saying, actually, it's not good for you. It's really made for a baby cow. Okay, so that's an example, obviously. So there has to be a willingness to be open-minded, And I think that not being kind of tied into our belief system is super challenging, super challenging, but also super liberating because you always think, and I remember my dad would say, you just don't know. There's so much in life that we don't know about, and isn't it kind of amazing? It would be like I've said in other podcasts, it certainly would feel great to feel like I, everything was laid out. There is, there is this God, and there is these things I need to do, and um, you know I need to be this type of woman, and all these kind of established codes. And if I really believe them firmly and never question them, that there is kind of a relief in that, because it doesn't require much work. Whereas this requires a discipline, a commitment. To look and have um, kind of structured conversations with people, structured inquiry, investigation, analysis, like really looking deeply and seeing how, how do I know this to be true? So I'll give you one more example in the yoga world and then we'll just think for ourselves like what other ways are we like, I. it could be in the home life. You know, if you're a a mom or a dad or a um, caregiver of some kind, what were you led to believe that was the role that would serve as a caregiver? Like, you know, what were the requirements? You could ask a lot of different people and they would give you different answers. But say maybe 30 years ago, it was you stayed home. You didn't work. You were there for the children. You made all the food. You cleaned the house. And you made sure that your partner was happy. You know, that probably was a kind of that 1950s mentality. Was there anything wrong with that? I, maybe it worked really well. It could have been wonderful, but it's not really, you know, it would be not great if that was never challenged (laughs) because some people might really like that life right now and others would feel suffocated by it. So the critical thinking is, what are some other ways that I truly can, lead my life and not fit into these roles or, or conditioned way of thinking. So again, in yoga um, and, and in movement in general, I mean, physical therapists, movement experts, yoga teachers, et cetera, can all have different opinions about stuff. Uh, there's You could have two physical therapists and they could have two different approaches to a diagnosis or a perceived um, condition. And so I think The value is to not to be really, really educated, but also not be rigid. You know, it's it's this balance of like willingness to look. So even say I remember I was not a big fan of um, the way warrior two is set up. Now, if you're not a yogi, I'll try and explain it. But let's say my left foot is forward. That left knee is pointing forward supposedly not everybody's going to get that because they don't have the hip range of motion and that left knee is bent and then the right leg is straight and the toes are pointed almost like at a 90 degree angle from that left leg and some teachers will actually have you take your pelvis and angle it at an angle and I for a long time as a PT just didn't like that because it felt really wonky it felt like it's pulling on one side of my sacrum the pelvis is rotating. It's not really neutral. It's neutral in one plane, but not in another. And so I didn't practice that way. And then I went to a class and as would sometimes happen, if you have a more experienced looking practice, sometimes the teacher will come over and try and, you know, try and have you do something or try and change how you're doing something. Because I don't know, sometimes I think it's an ego thing. I don't know, but I wasn't doing it the way he was asking me to do it. And he said, hey, you know, why don't you just try and, and turn your pelvis this way a little bit? So I did. I angled it a little bit at like, I thought, you know, Laura, okay, you've been doing it this way. It feels great, but he's asking you to do it this way. So let me just try it. So sure enough, I did the warrior two that way. I kind of let my pelvis rotate instead of facing like almost directly in the same way that my right leg was facing. I turned it at a little bit of an angle more toward the left foot. And, you know, he stayed there and I stayed in my position. He was chatting about like what my leg is doing and all this stuff. And it was fine. It didn't feel necessarily horrible, but it just felt not normal in my body. And sure enough, the next day, I mean, just doing that and I'm pretty um, adaptable and You know, I'm not not fragile. The next day, I felt super tweaky in that right hip. Now, he was actually making me do some other stuff in that position, like a folding forward and coming back up. And so, it wasn't just the warrior two. But that remained with me, this kind of nag. It wasn't a pain, but it was a nag for months. And I thought, fuck it. (laughs) F it. I knew, but I was willing to be open. And so I take that approach now, but I have a harder line. Like if I know instinctively and anatomically and biomechanically, because I do know the body really well, if I know something is not going to be beneficial, I will not be willing to try it in the way that I might have been, or I was trying to be open-minded. So I think the point of that is, where in your life can you apply critical thinking? Where you're getting expansive. Getting a little bit maybe outside of your comfort zone. Could it be in your politics? Could it be in the way you're raising your children? Could it be in the way that you are looking at others? Could it be within your marriage? Could it be within your job? Where could you apply a little more critical thinking that might take you out of your comfort zone? Or it could also take another person in the dynamic out of, out of, you know, their comfort zone and use this discipline to be willing to go and um, be open-minded because I think we need more critical thinkers in this world right now a lot of the world is closing off to critical thinking Um, you know when you're when you have censorship and when you have rules and government um, that are some things can be said some things can't you're already putting like some major breaks on critical thinking. And personally, I think the smartest people in our history, including present, are huge critical thinkers. And it is that they um, they have beliefs, they've gathered information, but they're always looking to question, to question kind of everything. Like, okay. And so I think that's, it's not a bad thing to question things. It really is actually necessary because that's actually how we'll grow and expand. So there's my lecture on critical thinking, but I have seen it in the yoga world. I've seen it in the political world. I've seen it in the mama world. My goodness, moms will pit um, kind of be pit vipers against each other. And there's no need for that. Everybody can have an opinion. um, But again, when you're critical thinking You're gathering information that is not based on your opinion and that's the hard part. We could all go and find sources that support our opinion that's different. That's just like, you know, that's just leveling up to your and and being unwilling to look at other people's opinions. The critical thinking is looking at information, factual information, objective information that perhaps is not supporting your opinion and being willing to investigate that. So let's all do that. Here's a big toast. I would love to hear from you. How are you critical thinking? Feel free to write me at any time, Laura at lityoga.com, or you can find me on Instagram as well. As always, pulling for you.